What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to UAP Tuesday on The Big Thing. Thanks for joining us here today. we got a lot to talk about, man. Yes, the conversation is still going on, but it seems to me that when there's a lot of questions that start to get asked, the people who wanted the questions to never be asked are saying, nope, not true, never happened, and they're getting louder and louder, such is the case with Sean Kirkpatrick. Now, Sean Kirkpatrick has been out there talking, saying that while he was part of the uh, AARO, he was saying all these different, he, he was he was tasked to find aliens and find UAPs and find UFOs, and he never found nothing. And he was, and people are sensationalizing it, and it's they're it's just because people wanted to believe, and all, it's a lot. We're going to dive into his his claims. Um, now, look, the question is: Is he telling the truth? Is he trying to cover it up? Is he part of a long line of cover up since the 1940s, or is there merit to what he's saying? I think it's fair to have a full on conversation about that. But you look at people who actually are reporting on this and people who are really kind of deep into it, and you look at Ross Colhart and you look at someone like Lou Elizondo, who has been very instrumental in getting the information out there as well, too. And they had their Wikipedia pages changed and people were kind of messing with them in, in general. And what's that all about? Is that part of it or is that just a bunch of uh, turds just having fun and changing Wikipedia pages just to screw people up? I don't know. But there's going to be a lot to talk about here today. There's going to be a lot because it's and there's some more UAP footage. There's some stuff that came out. And it's like, what does it all mean? Does it mean that this this stuff, because we're going to dive deep into the Sean Kirkpatrick stuff, does this mean that they're getting nervous? Or does this just mean, are we sensationalizing this stuff? I don't feel like that's the case, but maybe some people do. Um, all right. Listen, you see that thing floating around? That's the subscribe button. What does that mean? you got to hit the button. We've got great guests on here today. Well, I have my my buddy Mark Riley, who's on with me every week. We got Pavel, and he's returning, and he was on a couple of weeks ago, and that episode is close to three hundred sixty thousand views so far. We have a hundred, almost one hundred twenty thousand subscribers. That means almost two hundred forty thousand people didn't hit that subscribe button. Hit that button. Why? Because we want you to be part of the conversation. This is a very, very important topic that we should all be talking about, and I mention this all the time, each and every week. I always mention it. Yes, we are not the experts. You've got the uh, you've got the uh, Jesse Michaels out there. You got the Jeremy Corbells and George Knapps. That's where you're going to get people who really are getting footage to send to them. We're the normal schmoes talking, asking questions, getting unplugged from the matrix. That's what we are here to do, and we want you to be a part of it. If that's what you want to do, if you want to have conversations like that, that's why I ask you to hit that subscribe button. It's very important. If you stumbled upon this, you got recommended this video, hit it. Well, I only listen on Apple Podcasts. I only listen on Spotify. Well, lucky for you, we're on both of those platforms. Check out The Big Thing. So, myself, Mark Riley, Pavel, it's The Big Thing. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. UAP Tuesday. Technical difficulties aside, we're here. We made it. Christian Harloff here, joined by my friend, co-host, Mark Yodius Riley. Mark, what's up? Good to be here, Christian. Uh, known non-expert here. Um, <laughs> we are not experts. No. 
No, we're just uh, two regulars, uh, regular guys uh, looking for some transparency within our own government. Asking questions. Man. Asking questions. That's it. That's Ask it. questions with us. I'll tell you, somebody who is very close to being, he probably is very much so an expert more so than, than we are, but I yeah. like having him on because he found us because of the take that we're taking, because of what we're doing. Mm. And that, of course, is journalist Pavel. What's up, Pavel? How are you? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me again. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself an expert. I'm just obsessed. Yeah, oh, you're obsessed. Yeah, fair. Totally fair. Um, (laughs) Well, man, look, we've been talking about this stuff for a bit, you know, um, and as Riley and I talked about, we discussed it, that there's always news. There's always something going on, and and whether it's on Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts or just news in general, and then News Nation, the Hill, they're usually posting stuff at least every day. This, to me, this Sean Kirkpatrick story is the one that everybody's been talking about the most this week. Is that, would you, would, do you think that's accurate? Yeah, uh, that and the attacks against uh, several people from the UFO community, uh, journalists and people who have been at the forefront of disclosure, uh, those are the biggest ones right now. Yeah. So why don't you break down for those people who don't know, tell us a little about what's going on with the Sean Kirkpatrick of it all. Okay, so um, remember at the Joe Rogan interview of David Grush yep. when he said he was going to do an op-ed and he doubled down on the News Nation interview. And then uh, right after or on the same night that uh, the episode where I appeared with you guys premiered, uh, Grush gave like a, like a lecture to people from Wall Street. And... After that, like a couple of weeks later, uh, Sean Kirkpatrick wrote an op-ed on the Scientific American publication and basically saying that nothing to see here, folks, uh, we're, we're good. And he even linked to one of the New York Post's uh, journalists who is covering this, who is also a known debunker and, well, basically agreeing with him on everything Uh he's covering right now agreeing with the debunker yeah and there's like a this uh main story here because people who are like sean kirkpatrick and uh, other debunkers are talking about the uh skinwalker ranch and the people who are associated with the skinwalker ranch in utah and that's where they kind of get lost in this whole ufo topic because to be honest with you, this is a topic that I don't even know too much about. I know what's going on there, supposedly, but um, I, I get why people get lost in that conversation mm-hmm. because Skinwalker Ranch is basically, well, skinwalkers and werewolves and all kind of all sorts of paranormal paranormal stuff. And well, George Knapp did write a book called Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, and he has been uh talking about this for decades basically and that's where the main point of contention comes yeah i mean so when, when, yeah. when yeah go ahead Ryan. I, well no i know I, I i dove into the skinwalker ranch stuff and it is uh it is a tall tale yeah i think you can say and i think what gets lost in the translation into what we're talking about is is yeah uh, as you mentioned pavel werewolves ghosts spirits right 
right? And that's little, how you little, lose people quick. You lose people quick, and so I think that they the debunkers go immediately to there, and completely ignoring the stuff that we're talking about, right. the stuff that's what I f- find is is credible evidence, whether it's the Go Fast video, the Gimbal video, the uh, Tic Tac video, uh, David Grush's testimony. Uh, Graves' testimony, all the all the Senate hearing testimony, and they're shining that light on well werewolves, right? You know, and that and that again, I believe, takes stigma. away from yeah. from the, uh, the the real conversation that we're trying to have here. Right. Yeah, that's well, that's to the stigma, right? So absolutely. What I want to do is this, so the Hill actually broke down a lot of this stuff um, with Sean Kirkpatrick and how the because well, so what happened also is that Sean Kirkpatrick wrote this entire. Thing and where I believe it aired, SC, I don't know where the hell is this, the scientificamerican.com is where he wrote, and he said, what I learned as a U.S. government UFO hunter. This is this is what started all this. It was an article that was written by Sean Kirkpatrick, right, who used to run the AARO, the, the, the department of the, uh, for the UFO part. Uh, Sean Kirkpatrick, the then director of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office at the Department of Defense, gave a presentation at a public meeting of NASA's Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Independent Study Team on May 31st. That's the picture that when he was talking and he had all those things. But one of the things, though, that stood out to me about this and about how connected he is with NASA and everything, too, and what stood out to me was something that we talked about last week. When Burchett was asked about the hearing, and Burchett was asked about the witnesses that were going to be coming out for the hearing. And he said, well, I'm not giving you those names again mm. because the last time I did that, they were told not to come. And he goes, by, and the reporter goes, by who? And he said, NASA. He said, mm. NASA denied it. He's like, but this is what they said. So NASA has found stuff. NASA knows stuff. And NASA and, and everybody else doesn't want it. It t- seems to me they're going, shh, there's nobody – who takes outside of the people who are it's, – it's very similar to like just regular politics. Who takes Sean Kirkpatrick serious on this, like that on the side of people who are asking questions that are paying attention to this? The guy just smells like a guy who – he might as well be hanging out with uh, – with what's his face? Mike Turner. Mm-hmm. I mean if, if that's what it feels like. Does yeah, it feel like that like, to you? Yeah, it feels like that to me as, as well. And I don't know. Uh, he just – Pavel, you've sent me some material on it. I was I was digging in, and um, he just seems like a nefarious. Nefarious is a good way to put it. I also feel like it's just so quick to debunk, so right. quick to say nothing's here, nothing's here. You guys want to make this a big thing, but it really isn't. It really isn't. We found nothing. I mean, it it just feels like yeah. So what is it that you found nothing of? So what does it go deeper? This is the same guy that wrote the that that wrote that. he wrote a document with the, who's who's the, Pavel? Who's the, the our guy who found the the gold in the ocean? The, not the gold. A- Abby Loeb. Abby Loeb. He wrote the thing He's with from Ab- the Galileo project. Yes, and he wrote the thing with Abby Loeb. This is the same guy that wrote the thing that said there could be materials out there, and then he didn't want Abby Loeb to to publish this thing. And then he's like, oh, no, 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 uh, he wasn't supposed to leak that. And then whatever it was, every time, and whoever the reporter was that was interviewing him about it at the time kept like saying, but wait a minute, but you said this and you said that. He's like, oh, no, no, but that was something else. He, he's always the always, he's always the it's something else guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what, go deeper, I'm asking, you know, right? Yeah. So, so what does something right. else mean? Well, let's get to what The Hill says here first. I want to play this thing from The Hill. And then we'll uh, and then we'll talk about this on the other side. Here it is. 
As a wise woman once said, the truth is out there. But if the U.S. government is to be believed, the truth is that there are no aliens. Sad. New article by Sean Kirkpatrick, who's the former director of the Defense Department's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, asserts that while whistleblowers like David Grush may have wild allegations and claims, they're a bit thin on the evidence. Kirkpatrick wrote in Scientific American that during a full-scale, year-long investigation of the UFO story, which has been told and retold by a small group of interconnected believers and others with possibly less than honest intentions, that's a quote from him, none of whom have firsthand accounts of any of this, again, quoting from Sean Kirkpatrick, he discovered a few things, and none of them are about aliens. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Grush is persisting in his claims that the government is hiding information about visitors from beyond the stars. Here he is on News Nation previewing an op-ed he plans to publish on the topic. Well, uh, I couldn't be very upfront about my firsthand knowledge until recently. I got some other security approvals uh, through the pre-publication and security review process. Um, and I did have some firsthand knowledge of some specific uh, parts of the program. Uh, I'm currently drafting an op-ed that I'm going to release in a few weeks, and I will be discussing what I actually do know firsthand. Now, in this article, he quote, quotes Carl Sagan as saying extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and he basically has a three-prong rationale as to why Kirkpatrick, as the author of the Scientific American um, article, as to why there's just no there there with respect to aliens. And I want, I want to ask you what you make of this first one. First, he says, no record exists of any president or a living DOD or intelligence community leader knowing about this alleged program, nor any congressional committee having such knowledge. This, he says, should speak volumes if this case were following typical procedure, because it is inconceivable that a program of such import would not ever have been briefed to the 50 to 100 people at the top of the USG uh, over the decades of its existence. What do you make of that? Look, cards on the table, I do find it. I'm skeptical of some of the skepticism, as I've expressed on the show, <laughs> uh, because there are these, sensa these, these sensational claims, which could be true. I don't find the claims implausible on their own, but then there is no... Follow. Okay, what you're saying, you know someone who knows something, but we can never hear from that person directly. It's like trying to to capture a mirage in the desert or something. When by the time you get there, it's gone. That's how it feels like dealing with these questions. However, it is exactly <laughs> um, columns, written uh, statements from people like Sean Kirkpatrick here that make me at least want to throw in, cast my lot with the skeptics, because a lot of this kind of makes my my eye rolls when he's saying absolutely nothing to see see here. It, it has a veneer of how dare you question the science, frankly, in this article. Like, it begins with, um, in today's world of misinformation, conspiracy-driven decision-making, sensationalist dominant coverance, uh, all, all, this, all this stuff, well, like, okay, but those people tend to, who are screaming at you about spreading misinformation, have, have it, to my view, often discounted some uh, some some genuine information that is not conspiracy, uh, particularly relating to COVID and some other matters. So that makes me skeptical when I'm hearing government agency people yelling at me that that asking questions is like somehow participating in a, in a conspiracy theory. My thoughts on that paragraph are that when he says it should speak volumes, um, that if typical procedure were followed, many people should have known about this. Well, that begs the question whether typical procedure would be followed in an extraordinary case involving extraterrestrial life, depending on what the like national security 
implications are of that sort of discovery. So I didn't find that to be especially compelling. I think that it's very clear that this could be something that is not briefed to the level of the president, that this is something, I think the allegation has always been something that was very much deep state and no. suppressed and that very few people were privy to. The second argument that he makes is that um, the, this narrative has been simmering for years, that it's largely an outgrowth of a former program at the DOD's Defense Intelligence Agency called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program that was heavily influenced by a group of individuals associated with uh, this businessman and longtime ufologist Robert Bigelow, founder of Bigelow Aerospace, and that in 2009, Harry Reid, who's been a big uh, UFO guy interested in figuring this stuff out, asked the Secretary of Defense to set up a special access program to protect the alleged material, the UFO material, UAP, UAP material, that, that uh, those proponents believed were being hidden. They declined to do so. Um, and concluded that not only did such material not exist, but that taxpayer money was being inappropriately spent on this research. So basically, someone who had in good faith was interested in looking at this material and protecting this material, Harry Reid, when that request was made, that they couldn't because there was nothing there to protect, and that that is in itself mm -hmm. evidence that no material exists. I mean, that cuts both ways. L let's not forget that the Pentagon has failed six audits in a row. They've misplaced billions of dollars. They do it every year. Um, they don't know where they've sent the money we're spending on our national security. Given how sprawling and clumsy our federal bureaucracy is capable of being, it is not actually inconceivable that a, a program which is alleged to be super secretive and, as you point out, not going through normal political channel, uh, channels, perhaps not even something the president is briefed on or aware of, um, could be either that that information could be either have been destroyed or is or is being kept somewhere it's been lost track of. I mean, the government, does, they lose track of money sure. this year. Last year, they lost track of money they spent elsewhere in the world. So that is not that is not by itself disqualifying. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that I I actually agree. I, a lot of times back and forth with the two of those guys, like I'm, I'm there. They say things and I'm like, yeah, they're just playing both sides. And, and they're, they're, they're kind of, I felt like Brianna, who was the other anchor for a while was kind of like that. And yeah. it seems like she's pretty Coming around well, or just asking questions. And I liked what she said there at the end where she was like, look, you know, there's like you, you have and both of them in the, and which I agree with. They've said many times over that, and this has been quoted a bunch, a bunch of different documentaries, different things. If this program is as secret, remember how secretive the nuclear pro program was. That's yeah, that's so, exactly what I was going to suggest. Remember how, how secretive that was. Okay, that's part one. Part and and granted, the president knew about that one. But for, if you believe a lot of these reports from different military that have come up, also, the president is seen from these groups as someone that's going to be there four to eight years, and then there's going to be someone new. So mm. why do they need to know about it? Mm. Um, this program, if you believe it, that has been around since the 1940s or longer, has been very protected. That's why I always I see this comment a lot in, in, on this particular show is that I don't believe, and DJ, our buddy said it too, I don't believe that the government would be able to keep this secret. Well, first of all, they're not because we're talking about it right now on the show. So, <laughs> it's, so it's not that, it's, it's, not, it's not secret enough. That's part one. Part two is... It ain't our government that's really the, – the government, that traditional government is the one that, that's doing it. It's these side jobs. These Lockheed Martins, these, these, these side jobs that are doing it. So I don't know. Pavel, you hear all this. What are your – I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts about it. 
Yeah, I got like four or five thoughts. Uh, if you guys bear with me, go ahead. Mm. Um, first of all, uh, when this program started in the forties, um, the main goal of counterintelligence is to, for every story that comes out, you create uh, another story that is a lie, mm. but you make it so unbelievable, similar to the actual real story that people don't know anymore what's real and what's not. And that's been happening since 1947. And it, it hasn't stopped, really. Uh, there's this project called Project Mockingbird, which allegedly uh, stopped somewhere around the 90s. But uh, this kind of proves that some sort of project that's similar to that, which delved into infiltrating every news media in the country and not give too much attention to this, uh, there's kind of proof that something like that is still going on. That's one. Uh, and well, people who are in counterintelligence, Kirkpatrick was one of them. They're trained to lie. They're, they're professional liars and that's what they do. So that's one. Uh, another one is that Coldheart, when Kirkpatrick uh, resigned, Coldheart said that Kirkpatrick got a new job for a private contractor that work directly to the with the DOE Department of Energy which are presumably the guys that have all the secrets and all the tech that's another one follow the money they said about the the all the audits that the Pentagon has failed that goes directly to that you know and the DOE has an except, exemption uh, from testifying or from FOIA requests because they are part of the Atomic uh, Secrets Act right which also was created in 1945. And anything UFO related is part of that. So it's almost impossible due to all the stovepiping that is going on and has been going on for so many decades. Yeah, you know, and it's also, I mean, there's there's just so much out of out of all of it. You look in, I've never found Sean Kirkpatrick credible. I just yeah, haven't. I, like, this yep. is the guy that when 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 instead of, First of all, he said that he, he invited Grush in to talk, and Grush said that never happened, okay? So you either believe Grush, you believe um, Kirkpatrick, that's up to you. But the other thing was, when this guy made his statement against Grush, it was on LinkedIn. <laughs> it was on LinkedIn. He didn't testify anywhere. He didn't do it. He went on LinkedIn and wrote this whole stupid thing. And it's like... I didn't know that. Yeah, that's funny. it was LinkedIn. And it's like, that's how he got his word out about it when he was still there. And... Yeah, Grush went after him a few different times on different shows, but like, it seems to me that within it, from every single time that you look at more and more, Grush's credibility gets stronger, yeah. and this guy's gets weaker. Now, I know that might not be the case for someone who's walking into this and hearing it for the first time. If you're like, I don't know, I've stumbled on, you watch me and you watched my channel for a bit, and you're like, oh, let me finally watch one of these UAP shows and see what he's talking about. I was like, well, if the guy was running the AARO is saying, well, no, I never found anything. Well, why don't you believe him? Because as where Pavel says to follow the money, it's also follow the information. Ed Riley. Yeah, no, I, I, I said, who got to him? I was, I was thinking to myself, who got to him? Well, and, he's and been there. I think he's, I think he's, yeah. And Pavel, you kind of answered my question. Um, you know, you follow the money and it seems that if, you know, he was obviously, you know, publishing his resume on LinkedIn while he was putting his uh, statement out there right. then because he got this new job, right, Pavel? And so it, if you're following the money, it stinks. It, it, it stinks. And what I immediately go to then is Grush saying, 
I got some more security clearances. Yeah. I'm going to do an op-ed. Great. What's going to be on that op-ed, do you think, Pavel? I know you've talked about it briefly last well, time you're on. What do you think is going to be on there? Obviously, I think there's going to be a direct response to Kirkpatrick. Yeah. 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 Direct. But uh, there's also another like side story to this where uh, uh, Kirkpatrick also used LinkedIn to get into it with uh, Travis Taylor. You know who that is? Uh, no, tell me. It's the guy uh, who appears on the Skinwalker Ranch series, who's like the, the leading scientist on it. Okay. And he does have major credentials, you know? And he responded to Kirkpatrick's op-ed by calling him anti-American and by saying that quoting Carl Sagan was not really the best way to go because Carl Sagan has always been a denier of this. Mm -hmm. And eventually he did admit to have some truth, uh, to know something. Sagan did. Yeah, yeah, Sagan. Yeah. And uh, on the comments, I I wrote a comment. And ironically, the only response I got was from a dude from Space Command, like a okay. second in command. Hmm. And it was it was kind of weird because what, was, what were the, well, what were those what bit. were those comments? Well, my comment was uh, related to the psychological operation that the CIA had been conducting for a while uh, and suppressing some scientists who have been working on consciousness. Oh, was that was that through, had, by the way, was that was that off the off the Y files episode? No, this is something that I this is my main investigation that I've been doing for okay, years. Okay, okay. But and I talked about it and this guy from the Space Command responded like he 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 bit the 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 fishing rod yeah. basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was funny because um I, in another comment one of the people who is are like a main investigators on on the UFO topic he uploaded a picture of Susan Go who's a Pentagon spokesperson who was right behind Kirkpatrick at the at the last Oh right, right. Day. It was like, and he, and she was, and he was like nodding at her to see if if she, if she would yeah. let him give certain answers. Right. She was his handler, basically. Right. right. I saw, and that. that tells you a lot too. Right. It does. It does absolutely. Does. You know, and it's funny you bring up that stuff about the the consciousness and all those things. And I did see the. I brought up this thing that I sent to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched it yet. The, I haven't the been able to, thing. unfortunately. Wanna, it it links back into all of this. Yeah. Um So I'm going to talk about that in a second. But before I do. We're going to take – I just want to let you guys know we're going to cover this. We're going to cover a bunch of different things. Um, I thank you guys so much for all the support that you've been giving us on this channel, for all the new people who are finding us through this topic. And like I said, comments and, and all that, it helps tremendously. But what also helps is our wonderful sponsors that we have. And I want to tell you about both of them right now. I'm going to start with both AG1 and Rocket Money. Let me tell you about them both right now. All right, guys. Let's talk about AG1. You guys know I love AG1. If you've been listening to my show, you've heard me talk about them, and I've been drinking them for about two years now, and I love it. Never been a vitamins guy. I've told you that. I take it all one shot, AG1. I put it in a water bottle. I shake it up. I'm good to go. I recommend AG1 to my friends. I recommend AG1 to my family, everybody. AG1 is a team of doctors and scientists. It is tested for 950 contaminants and NSF certified for sport. It is formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. You guys know they've been with us for a while because you guys know too. You've all been checking them out and everybody who's been signing up to AG1 says the same thing. It's changed your energy. It's changed how you approach things in the day. 
You're smiling more. You're running around the place and you're sleeping better. I know. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash big thing. Drinkag1.com slash big thing. Check it out. Hey, Rocket Money. How much do you guys think that you're paying a month on subscriptions? Yeah, that's what I thought. Most people think they're ah, 80 bucks, 82 bucks. Yeah, right. You're paying closer to around 200 bucks. And that is why I use Rocket Money. What is Rocket Money, Christian? Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you, me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. And it's all in one place. It has over 5 million users and counting. Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash thing. That's rocketmoney.com slash thing. Rocketmoney.com slash thing. All right, thank you to our friends over at AG1 and Rocket Money. So great. I love them. I've been using them forever. And as I mentioned before, we threw it to them that if you're able to and you have the means to and you can support the channel, that's a great way to do it. I get DMs that say, hey, I used your link, and that helps out the show. So you're supporting the show when you do that. All right, so Pavel, you had mentioned about the about the comment that you had made regarding the consciousness and the, the programs that were happening. And I wonder if it's the same program because I, for those people, so I have um, this few for Patreon, by the way, we do this thing where we do an extra UAP show and you can ask questions to Riley and I, but one of our patrons, I had a conversation, I have a one, I do these one-on-one -on -one sessions and he's very much, he talks about the UAP stuff. And he was telling me, you gotta check out this Y Files episode that, um, they talk about i don't know if it's the same program you're talking about but it's um it what's the name of the it's remote viewing is mm -hmm. what it was so the program itself for those people and again this is it's going to sound like science fiction to a lot of people and you can believe what you believe but you can go and watch the y files episode on it's fascinating it's almost an hour long and the cliff notes of it is that and pavel did you see this episode yeah okay. uh, funny enough yeah uh actually i just published an episode on my channel yeah with one of the leading scientists in Barcelona, okay, uh, who is working currently on a lot of stuff related to uh, remote viewing, but remote viewing is kind of like a tool to uh, watch uh, anywhere in the world, or maybe even beyond the world. But this guy uh, spoke to me about uh, eyeless sight; they call it, hmm. and it's a practice that they do with little children. They still do it today. Where they basically put um, a bandage, uh, they blind them with a bandage, and they make them read without looking, hmm. books and stuff. And this is like CIA stuff too, by the way. So yes, yes. Yeah. So like, so the CIA was running these programs where they had the remote viewing, and there was there was one particular guy who was doing. He was working with CIA for a little bit, and he said that on this on what 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 which was the there's like a bunch of different mountains but what was the mount there was one mountain and i can't remember the name of it mount I, hayes that was it mount hayes and so mount hayes 
this particular guy saw inside Mount Hayes and he saw technology and he saw the beings and he saw things that were going on. Mm. And then about he was in Vegas and he felt a prick in his leg and then he was dead in <laughs> two months. Now, what I thought the Y Files did well in that was that he was, it's also if they knew about this remote viewing thing that it could have potentially been at this time, it was like the 60s or 70s when it happened, and it could have been Russians going, okay, well, if you can see inside of our base, you got to go. Right. right. But then they brought in another guy who was, he came in and did some research, saw the same thing, and saw other places that were connected inside of mountains. They brought in other people, other remote viewers who were not. They didn't tell them anything about it. They didn't tell, say anything. They didn't tell them about past information. They, tell, they said, and they all saw the same thing. Okay. And so the it's like you should watch the whole entire thing. It's because it's hard to say. If I tell you, if I tell you, anybody watching this, that the idea that we as humans can move our consciousness and see other things, you right away go, I don't know. It sounds like a cool movie. Sounds like a movie. Men uh, who stare at goats. I think what was that movie? Is that what it was? So yeah, yeah. But, but but the but what it is is the other side of it is too. What I thought was a great point by the white because what I like about the white files and what I get unfairly frustrated with at the white files is why there's it's why he's so good because I always feel like he's watching it and he gives all the information and presents it in a way that you're like, well, all this stuff happened. And then he and then he usually seems like, and I'm wrong about this. It seems like he debunks it at the end every time, and that's not the case. He hmm. doesn't. At the end of the at the end of this particular episode, he doesn't really know what he believes, you yeah. know, because they also mentioned, by the way, um, that one of the guys saw water bases, UFOs, and water bases. And what do you see from a lot? And he mentions this in 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 the episode, is that there's been a lot of reports that these things go underwater, yeah, all the time. Yeah, military pilots have said that these things go underwater. So a lot of these people that were doing the, the and this is in the, the guys this is like the seventies and the eighties that were saying that these things were going underwater. This is before it was like, you know, out there and kind of coming into our world and being like, wait a minute, why right. is that there, there's a consistent kind of thread here? Right. right? So what Y Files did, um, I thought was asking the question also is like because if because a lot of times the, the program was shut down, at least they say it was. Why, if you would, if 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 humans were capable of it, if you and I and you watching at home, well, anybody was, was capable of doing, if if it was it was in the same way that we're able to, you know, reach over, open this thing up, smell it, and go, oh, that smells like that. If we were able to learn how, mm. with with teaching, with someone teaching us how to be able to do that, does the government want us to do that? To be able to, because then you would, because then there'd be no secrets, right? And see, they, that that would threaten that would threaten I believe right. the government's right. secrets. So it was a great point that they made over there too, which is is a fascinating. The, the the channel is fascinating. It's a great it's a great channel, and I love it. And and even the even the silly goldfish is now growing on me. But um, have you watched any of that? Yeah, I yeah. I started watching it, and I did. I felt like the goldfish was selling me something for a while uh, with their sponsor, and then I <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's absolutely we we have sponsors on the show. We need that. Um, but I. Got caught up in other things. To be honest with you, I, I so. would dive down. I would dive deep. Into I'm that going one. to. Yeah. yeah, it's just been dealing with uh, some family stuff. I understand. You know, I understand. So. But I would say, but Pavel, what did you think of that overall episode, and and what did you take away from it, and the same type of things that you studied? Okay, so the the three remote viewers you're talking about, the one that died is called Pat Price. Yep. Ooh. For the audience to look him up. Yep. Okay. He was the most talented remote viewer ever, uh, according to this um, story. The other one is Ingo Swan. Yep, yep. Who is uh, he wrote many books about remote viewing and other uh, 
psychic abilities. And funny enough, uh, I am talking to Nick Cook later this week, who is an author of the best-selling book, uh, The Hunt for Zero Point. Uh, we're doing like a preliminary interview kind of, so we can set up the actual interview. But I am going to ask him about Ingo Swan and Pat Price. Yeah, because look, they had a, and there's a lot of the big names, and this isn't like just like one kind of random crew. This is like again government people that were running. And then what was the 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 the, the thing that was also fascinating was the people who are running it. They had like a, a name for themselves, like the 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 Swan or the what it, the, all the birds and whatever. I can't remember what <laughs> yeah, what was that? There's the, there's the other remote viewers uh, whose last name is Monigle or yeah. Monigle. Yeah, he was called the Eagle. I think right. Ooh. And yeah, they had like is that this, Joe Monagle. You know, is that who it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what he was. That was the one I was listening to. I, he was the one that was the most. He was the one that that was followed Pat Price. He was the one that followed yeah. him, and then he was the one that saw a lot of those. Like, all I would tell you is this: if you hear me saying it, because I'm definitely not doing justice to the overall the intensity of what this thing is. They they in the Y files they play the audio from Joe and. It's a, you can hear him while he's like in the trance, seeing what he's seeing. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And then like, and then he talks about what he saw, and like, and and as I say, if you don't know the Y files, check it out because he, that channel is not like tinfoil hat stuff. It is like he they come up with theories and things that and and things that have been out there in the past, and then they say, is this or is it this? Is it this or could it have been that? And it's a that's why it's such a popular channel because in the way that it presents itself. So before you just kind of scoff at it, you know, understand that it wasn't just some guy going, "I can see the future." This was a CIA program. It was, yeah, you know, it was. And uh, you should you should look at the episode itself because what fascinated me about it was the idea that the underwater stuff has always gotten me right. Like because yeah. even look at the jellyfish U UAP. It went into the water, and 15 minutes later, it came out. Is what they said. You know, yeah. are we ever going to see that, Pavel? Do you think, or is that is that that's just going to be another kind of uh, myth that that falls to the wayside? It will depend strictly on how we, how much people want to kind of wake up to everything that's happening. Because uh, the interview I did this morning with uh, Dr. Alex Gomez Marin. He spoke to me about this remote viewing, but he also he also talked to me about something that I wasn't sure it happened, which was uh, Dr. Jacobo Greenberg, who is a Mexican scientist, psychophysiologist. He proved, he did an experiment with another doctor from India called Amit Goswami. They proved that quantum entangle entanglement, which is a phenomenon that basically connects two uh, particles in different parts of the universe. He proved it with human minds. Hmm. through an experiment which essentially it's kind of like telepathy yeah. proved that it was real he wrote a paper he published it and then just a few months later he disappeared and nobody has ever heard from him again so that kind of answers your, your question if the government wants us to grow uh right. our minds like that they don't no, no, they don't. They of course don't. Not. No, I believe there's so much to that and to the human yeah. mind. It's something that I believe in. Pe Pavel, you and I have kind of been talking in DMs about a little bit about this, the consciousness, and the, yeah. I brought up many times silver string theory. And, you know, uh, there's a great joke in defending your life. And I know I'm bringing up an Albert Brooks movie. But he basically says, you know, we only use 
Rip Torn's character is like, I use 30% of my mind. Yeah, people got right? so mad at you when you said this last time. Uh, well, yeah. Said, it's been debunked. You use 99%. Is, is that right? That's uh, what they said. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, yeah. but um, They got pissed at you when you said that. Sure, but it, it's a great joke, <laughs> yeah. nonetheless, and yeah. uh, defending your life, uh, because then Albert Brooks, uh, oh, I must use like 32, right. and he goes, you use two. You know, and that's, I believe that there's more in here that we have... Yeah, whether you use remember whatever whether it's ninety nine percent or not, you're I don't not know. accessing it to its full capacity. Correct. And I know I'm not. No, I and I even when you're having a conversation with somebody, right? And like, and I this is one of these things. You're in the moment and you have a conversation. You almost feel like you know what they're going to say, and then they say it. Yeah. And it's like, is that just coincidence, or is that because you're about to you can you you know the person well enough, mm -hmm. or who knows? But there's there is something more to the human brain. There absolutely is, even dreams in general. Yeah, right? and I've yeah. been thinking about it more, like more like I'll, I'll close my eyes sometimes and I'll like think and I can I can almost see like rivers and you know trees and things of that nature. And I'm like, now is that me imagining it or can I actually see it? I'm like, who? I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. But all I know is that I think that there is more to the human brain. There's more to it in general, and there's more. I mean. Like, look at what you can actually, you know, whatever, whether it's through studying, whatever it might be, the brain that is, has information and the brain that is able to, like, look at, look at Oppenheimer, right? Like Oppenheimer, and obviously it's when it comes to intelligence, when it comes to these things, when the more you study and the more you develop and the more you learn, the, the more the brain is capable of, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I was walking the dog and I made, I made my dog walk a lot longer so I could listen to this episode of live Y files because it was, it's fascinating. And I just think it's a little too coincidental. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. No, uh, I'm looking so, it up here. Yeah, you're right. There's uh, it's been uh, fMRI scans show that even simple activities require almost all of the brain to be active, right, you know? Right. So I'm, I'm, I was basically uh, just going off of defending your life folks, uh, yeah, just yeah. as a joke. I, d I haven't studied this more, but that's interesting to, to, to learn. To, yeah, to no, learn. But yeah. There is, there is some truth to what you're saying. Uh, if you look at Carl Jung's uh, mm -hmm. writings and philosophy, he talks about the collective unconscious, collective, collective consciousness. Yeah. And it's like a, a, like a sea of information that, sometimes humans through inspiration grab a little bit of bits of and that uh, makes us create things that that makes us uh, create music movie scripts and all kinds of stuff that have to do with creativity mm -hmm. and carl young talked about that and i think you're right about that though uh you're not uh 100 wrong on that uh yeah to be honest with you Mm. I'm just very curious. You know, the person's name that was thrown around a lot in that episode was Hal Putoff. Um, they yeah. they mentioned him quite a bit, and he was like the the leader of that program. The, the have you ever had a chance to interview him? I am trying. Actually, you got to get this you week. Get him. I'm I'm going to talk to Nick Cook about it, and depending on how the co conversation with Cook goes, he's going to be the one that connects me to Doctor Putoff, I, and yeah. he's one of my biggest targets actually of course of course yeah i mean especially when you listen to that i mean that the stuff that guy knows the real the the, the real inf all the the true information that's and that i guess is that's the other thing i want to talk about um and maybe i'll just I'll, I'll bring up our last sponsor before we talk about it but like i want to talk about the upcoming potential hearings that are coming mm -hmm. and i want to talk about because this is something pavel i think is really kind of locked into of who we're going to hear from and why those people are going to be like at the top of the list, 
That's yeah. something I'm very interested about. Um, before I do, and I th what I what I will tell you about is also is that I've mentioned many times over trade coffee um, every morning. Trade coffee uh, in in the morning. Uh, the, 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 my whole house smells like them, and I love it. It's the best. Trade coffee is wonderful. It's a subscription service. They send everything to your to your uh, to your door. Uh, it's very easy. You can sign up whatever like taste that you like. You go through. They give you a little questionnaire. You go through it. It's Boom, boom, boom. You're done. And I have been so happy with them. It's very easy. You go to drinktrade.com slash big thing. Uh, drinktrade.com slash big thing. And you will not, you will not regret it signing up. If you're a coffee drinker, you have to do it because you go and you spend all this money in the grocery store. You, didn't, you just sign up every kind of thing that you like, and it's quality coffee. Do it for the show. Do it for yourself. Drinktrade.com slash big thing. I love drink trade. I love trade. I use them all the damn time. And uh and yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I could uh if I could go through the week without drink trade. Without trade. Um okay. So Pavel, listen, man, you got this thing coming out, this potential. Well, let me ask you question one. After hearing everything, how hopeful are you and how realistic is it that we're getting more hearings? Okay, first of all, I think Americans uh, like you or anybody who is interested in this topic can do something in order to get more hearings. What is you speak to your representative from your county and you tell them just respectfully to their office, I want to get more hearings on the UFO topic. I want more transparency. And that's it. Be respectful. And if you do that uh, constantly, uh, the more people that do it, the more they're going to come about. And I do think that uh, due to that, the, the potential of hearings, new hearings, that's why all of these attacks are happening right now, because mm -hmm. they can feel that cold heart and everyone else are over the target. They're, they're, making, they're making progress and they don't like it. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, the people that I think that are going to uh, potentially speak are Carl Nell. Who's who Carl is, Nell for those people who don't know? He's a colonel who spoke at the Seoul conference, who is like one of the most reading people on the whole UFO topic. And he was one of the people who spoke also to Tom DeLong and to all the people who brought the, the to the Stars Academy. And he also speaks uh, constantly with David Grush, who is also part of the Seoul Foundation, by the way. And he knows he was the one who presented the plan for uh, controlled disclosure from now until like 2029 or right. something. And what does he know? What, showed, do, what do you think he knows? I think he's seen material and I think he knows about some kind of uh, program where the U United States, States government has had contact already. Hmm. And you think, and so, yeah, I mean, what a bombshell that is. If you're at, <laughs> yeah. if you're, if you are at a hearing and Nell comes up there and he's like, I've seen the material, I've touched the material, I've, I've witnessed material, and I know for a fact that I have documents that we have been in contact before, then it's game over, right? There are also a couple of names uh, that I need to mention, though. One of them is James Lakatsky, who used to run the OSAP. Program. Well, yes. wait. So, so wait. Before you go on, hold that. Lukatsky's yeah. the guy that that we got into a whole conversation with Roxy about the hull. About he was the one who said because he's he's big because yeah, that's if, a big name. Because if he actually testifies, 
he no, he he has said that they have worked on these craft and they have actually breached the hull of the ship. Is that right, Pravel? Yes, that's him. And uh, it's also important to note that he's completely against disclosure. But there's like some kind of fear from him hmm. that he doesn't want to. He doesn't even want to testify. He doesn't want to be obligated to do so. And that that's kind of unnerving because it it, it links to. All the interviews that Lou Elizondo has given, he gave a couple of great interviews on the theories of everything with Kurt Jai Mongol. And he spoke about feeling somber uh, in the post-disclosure world. And that 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 really got me kind of spooked, to be honest with you. Because so, I don't know what he Right. Means. So it's essentially the same type of thing like when like Tucker Carlson was out there and said like the stuff that he yeah. heard, like that it was just too scary too jarring and too like and that's kind of that that question of like what is it that yeah. you we're thinking about all these different things of what it really could be that could just change your mind of like holy crap like that's what that is my lord but you talk about that though like so when you say though he doesn't want to testify so would they what would they have to do would they have to give him a summons in order to get him to testify i think that if if they make him do it legally he can't say no Mm -hmm. but i do also think that he signed a lot of a bunch of ndas that would essentially kill his career and his uh retirement plan essentially because i right. think he's already a veteran mm. i think so so that's so that's and, another reason why he doesn't want to do it yeah that's another reason but also uh i also think that whoever comes forward though uh I think that there's like a little confusion to what people actually know and don't know because there's like these two uh, fronts, right? Well, three, really. Uh, the one where the bunkers and skeptics think, uh, know that the UFO uh, phenomenon is real, but they don't know what it is. And there's this other group of scientists and people who have been on this for decades who talk about the the phenomenon as in not just the ufos but also all the paranormal stuff and they have written books and they have done a lot of research on it right and there seems to be like this struggle between both sides uh that uh one says one thing and another one says another thing but they both know that the ufo topic is actually real right and then there's the government that doesn't want to admit anything anything right so so those yeah go right no, I, I, you know, you get me, Pavel, when you when you talk about debunkers, that they 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 say that they believe it's real, and but they're they're trying to actively are they you know part of something bigger that we're not aware of that they you know are like nope we're trying to much like the government keep things down yeah uh, it's just I wanted you to you know uh, to expand on that if you will sure um, well there are uh some two kinds of debunkers the ones that are naturally skeptic yeah which i don't have a problem with honestly yeah, that's because kind they of, question things mm -hmm. uh, i question things i don't think the government is going to give us disclosure the truth the actual truth they want to give us disclosure under their terms right that's what they want to do but uh the debunkers those are the ones that are constantly denying everything and they're saying that it's a lie mm -hmm. those are the ones that like the Shanker, like Kirkpatrick. Yeah, those are the ones that I think are the ill-intentioned right. ones. 
But the the skeptics, I don't think they're ill-intentioned. They right. just want to get to the truth, and they don't trust the government, which is kind of healthy. Not to of trust course. The I mean, that's what we had when it's we a had mess. we had our buddy DJ Woolridge on, who is essentially what you just described. Yeah, someone who's just asking questions but doesn't take it on a but takes it more so that just doesn't have enough trust. But we'll ask questions, and when the proper proof kind of comes in, then they'll believe. But then there's there's kind of like again the nefarious people who are out there to just shut shoot it down because they want people to stop asking questions. Yeah, and that's what it seemed. That's what I think this this whole thing from, and that's what they said in the hill that I thought was great too. It's just like, yeah, it just seems a little weird when like don't ask questions, don't no no, no nothing to see here. It just doesn't seem like there's yeah. It's almost like I bring in wrestling. A good wrestling villain doesn't just say how good they are all the time and just crap on everybody, you know, and make make fun of them and do this. They give credit to the other people too. They mm. give credit to them, and then they go, "I know how good of a warrior you are. I know how good of a fighter you are, and that's why I'm going to kick your ass." Whatever right, the hell right. they say, sure. But but they build them up so they can tear them. So down. then they can tear them down yeah. or whatever. But they but they show. If Kirkpatrick was saying, look, look, Rush had a lot of claims that inside of this did this and this and this, and very well may have been true. However, this, but he just tried to make Rush look like a complete bozo, yeah. and in the, but did the opposite, made himself look more like a bozo because he didn't give him because I don't know. There's just a lot. I do see. Look, and I'll say it on the on the on the comments. One out of every, let's say we get a uh, thousand to two thousand comments per per show, mm -hmm. right? I would say one out of 600 or 700 say, I don't trust Grush. Okay. It's a good ratio to have your Grush. But yeah. You know a, what I mean? But, but winning percentage. Yeah, there. but not everybody buys it. Sure. Uh, my, my wife is someone who walks in and she goes, I don't trust this guy. I'm like, why? He's a national, <laughs> this guy's a hero. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think he's a hero. I was like, we didn't even listen to anything he said. He's <laughs> judging him off of the, the, the goofy faces that they. Do screenshots of the poor bastard on every single time. <laughs> yeah, um, Christian. Yeah, there's something that people don't understand about both Grush and Lou Elizondo. They risk their careers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... They did it on their oath. Lou Elizondo doesn't charge a dime for any interviews he does. He's putting out a book, but because this has taken like his whole life. Yeah. And also Grush, and they have been threatened. They have been like, right ridiculed that i mean people need to understand this about yeah, both of them. it's true and we, we try Oops, to bring i go there yeah. all the time yeah, that is on. a big huge thing that makes him so credible because and he said it i said as much uh on the rogan interview and and out there it's like i i didn't wish this right. I, I, I i why would i do this and he wanted hey, to do I, his duty he wanted to do his duty and that's that's what always gets me is that he is somebody that has served our country um was skeptical more than anybody when he went, ah, I'll look into this. And then, you looked know, into it. looked into yeah. it and went, whoa. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like Heineck, right? Mm -hmm. That's a, That was that was how Heineck, well, although he felt real bad um, because he was do he felt like he was doing the the job of, of like the Kirkpatrick. He was essentially doing Kirkpatrick's job. And then he realized like there's a lot to this. There's really a lot more to this, and he started yeah. asking more. Yeah, and I, I mean, I brought up to my, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to talk to my my old man about this kind of mm -hmm. stuff because he has he's that, getting more into it. He's now, getting right? more into it because I brought up you know a lot of names and yeah. the last time we hung out, and you know he did say he's like, well, these people are going to try to profit off this. They're they're probably, and I go, Dad, why? Right. It's ruining their career. Why would these 
people that served in, either in the military or in intelligence that, that served for our country come forward right. to ruin their life. And he went, that's a good point. You know, it got him, stopped him in his I watched my old man who's just skeptical on this stuff, but yet has a picture of a UFO that was given to him by some kind of client of his that got it from some kind of general or whatever it was. It's one of his favorite things. Give it a use. You can put it on the Yeah, I, I, I have a picture of it somewhere, and um, and I'll, I'll show it when I can. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, you're going to actually uh, meet him and see that uh, picture when uh, oh, at the good. baby shower. Okay, so, good, good, good. Um, anyways, the, uh, this has gotten him. When I, when not only bringing up that point of people that, you know, kind of risk their lives and their career, lose all their money, whatever it may be, to come forward in the belief that this is the betterment of our own society and, and, and earthly existence, yeah. maybe, but also that it's, you know, we have uh, Republicans and Democrats working together right. to get the truth. And that also got him. That went, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the one, and that's, I, I still, the one, comment that i'm sorry it just to me is the dopiest comment that i see and i still see it when people go oh this is just a distraction it's like from who from what from yeah, who it's and again it, mainstream it, media is not covering no this. and that that's the other thing though is that's 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 one of the points all right so one of the comments that drives me nuts is when they say this is a distraction this is a distraction they go well it's a distraction from the trump trial well but but wait a minute aoc is there and you've got moskowitz and all you think they're going to go Oh yeah, you guys can distract from that. We're not. We're not. They would call it right away. They'd say, "Wait, this is something smells like a fart." Oh, this is this is a distraction from the Hunter Biden stuff. Tim Burchett. Uh, I mean, you have you've got rounds. You got all these people that it's it's a bipartisan thing. And then the other thing is that it's just a distraction from who the mainstream media isn't even covering it. Yeah, it's they're not making waves. No, they're they're not even covering it. So who's a distraction for the people who are covering here? So that that comment makes no sense. You can say, as Pavel said. You should ask questions, and the whole reason you're here, you should ask questions and go, I don't know, I'm just not on board with it, I haven't seen enough of it. It's just that it's the whole point of this show is to say, as, as I'm glad Pavel did, right? He said, here's a name for you to look up. Mm -hmm. Look it up and read about it. You can come back and go, I looked up those names. I think it's just kind of far-fetched science fiction stuff. Your prerogative. But look it up. Look at the stuff. Look at look up the Tic Tac video if you've never seen it before. Right. Look look up the idea the idea of, of of what else people have seen in the military that has reported on it. Look at the stuff too. If you really want to talk about it, you can watch all of it and still believe none of it. But watch it so you have the education on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think a perfect example of that is the jellyfish. Right. For me. Right. You where, know? where are you with that now? Because I'm, you've been going back and I've forth. been going back and forth because I am going Deep. I'm looking at every angle I can right. possibly look at. I'm listening to the skeptics, to the debunkers, to the people that say, no, it's this, it's right. that. And I'm landing on, it's a UAP. Oh, you think it is now? I, I, it's not, unidentified. Not balloons anymore. You know, I, I mean, I lean there because it's... You lean it's, where? I, I, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard because it's I've seen... balloons. I don't, I don't know what it is, dude. <laughs> I love that. I, I don't, it's I, confusing. It's confusing because, again, it's because I'm going in and I'm looking at both sides of the damn thing. Right. And I've seen... There's part of you that says it's UAP and there's part of that says it's balloons. Yeah, I, I, I think it's my yeah. brain going, it's, it's balloons. <laughs> it's the most simple explanation yeah. you can think of because I there was a, uh, a, a, a military guy that came forward that put it out there that worked on that base. And he goes, we see these balloons I all the time. That. I saw okay? that video. There's yeah. that. Then there's the breakdown of this thing moving, and it's not hitting the infrared, and it's doing this. And I go, hmm. Then the Pentagon releases a statement That's saying, the thing that, got, that me. got me. 
That so that's tell, the one what, that got me. So what did me. the Pentagon say basically? Well, they basically sent uh, set a release, you know, saying we do not comment on this kind of stuff. Where right. we take not leaks very se- we take leaks very seriously, and that was the one that made me go, okay, there's, there's something it's to this. It's yeah, well, a leak. Yeah, it's a leak. Why didn't they say it was balloons? Yeah, right. Pavel, it was a leak. So I that's mean, do you have more to add? Slip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it it it, it gets me, and that's. It's important to not just look at one thing and make up your decision right, right then and there. Right. That's what I believe. Sure. I, th- I believe that about everything, is that you need to be so willing to go in and find it, even if you disagree. Yeah. But just to kind of just look at everything you can possibly look at to, to, to form your own opinion. And f- with the jellyfish, it's, sti- it's moving and changing with me, man. Right. I, it's hard to... It's hard to, to sit here and go, well, that's a UAP. Well, that's a balloon. Well, that's, I tell you what it, it really comes down to. And I was listening to Corbell and Knapp on Weaponized on the way over here when they were talking about oh, yeah. this. And I want that video of the coming out of that's the water. I, that's really so, important yeah, Pavel, to this, I, I think. Pavel, I think that you mis, uh, maybe didn't hear me before. Do you think that the, the jellyfish popping out of the water, do you think we'll ever see that hit the light of day? Or do they even have it? It depends. Yeah. It depends. There have been a lot of counter arguments to what Corbell said, and at this point, I really don't know. Uh, what I was telling uh, Riley about this specific one is that when it gets you to debate so much about it, I think that people maybe need to move on to the next thing, right? Yeah, because it debating so much about it, I get that it gets a lot of clicks and all, but it distracts us from the main target, which is more hearings and more whistleblowers Correct. that's what we want because if more whistleblowers come forward that means more material more video different than the actual jellyfish which which is really hard to pinpoint what it is to yeah. be honest with you right. it's, yeah it's, it's an actual ufo but we can't say it's a craft we can't say it's uh, a probe droid you know or no what <laughs> it's, it it's, it, it's the definition of what this is you know right. it's right. it's unidentified something well right? it's the idea of why we started doing this is yeah. we said like look you can have your own you can have your own idea of what the hell these things are but the question is we don't know and that was why we started this we wanted like clearly there are things flying around in the sky what in the world is it it can't be balloons every time it, it can't be I, it's not balloons i i that's my it drives me nuts can't it, balloons every time those oh, balloons no matter what it is oh, the airline is balloons the iraq is balloons it's uh, Mexico's balloons. Everything's balloons. This, I didn't know there were so many balloons in the world. Balloons flying everywhere. <laughs> and you might think it's balloons. I don't know. But the question is, what is it? And the fact that they're flying around near our military and our military scene all of the time. And that was the other thing that I want to read real quick. And I'm glad that I just kind of got myself there. Is that there's a – people are uh, – this is from – the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This says there's a new bill that would prevent penalties for reporting UFO sightings. Hmm. So this is from, um, this is, I'm going to read this out. Congressman Glenn Grothman introduced legislation on January 11th that would allow pilots and other civilian aviation personnel to report unidentified anomalous phenomenon, UAP, without fear or negative career or other repercussions. 
UAPs are perhaps more commonly known as UFOs. Since I was a child, unidentified objects in our airspace have been a topic of interest, said Grothman, who represents Wisconsin's 6th District. Known as the Safe Airspace for Americans Act, Grothman introduced the bill with Congressman Robert Garcia. The bill would require the administrator of the Federal Aviation Administration to establish procedures and reporting requirements for incidents related to unidentified anomalous phenomena. The bill specifically enables civilian air crew, FAA air traffic controllers, flight attendants, maintenance workers, dispatchers, and airlines to report UAP and encounters to the FAA. Then the FAA would need to compile relevant communication information or data on reports before sharing with them the Department of Defense's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO. The FAA would also be tasked with studying any threats such incidents could pose to national airspace system. Grothman hopes to highlight the need for transparency from the federal government regarding UAPs to better protect the safety and security of American citizens. According to a 2019 Gallup poll, 68% of Americans surveyed that the U.S. government knows more about UFOs than it is telling us. wonder what that is now. Under the proposed legislation, reporting UAPs could not be used to medically disqualify pilots and other aviation employees, and reporting can't be taken into account when evaluating pilots' competency to earn airman certificates. Additionally, federal employees would be protected from retaliatory actions such as termination or suspension of security clearances for reporting UAPs. Airlines also would not be able to retaliate against or terminate employees for reporting or issue cease and desist letters. We've heard from pilots that they sometimes are afraid to report things, Grothman told the, the journal Sentinel. They may not know where to report it and may be afraid to report it because they may be subject to a mental health evaluation or they're afraid somebody's going to say that they're crazy. I think more important than giving them a place to report is that they know they're not going to be subject to any negative stuff in their career. So they have the full text um, there. And then, um, yeah, so this is... Uh, that's so important. It's super, super that's, important. That's, that's huge because that's uh, such a big part of this that has always gotten me, is that how much more is out there right? You know that hasn't been reported um, because people are scared to do it because they have such high level of security. Um, they go through such rigorous training programs, become a pilot, um, and that... You know, you say you see a flying toaster, you're going to be like, nope, you know, give me your keys to the right. to the jet. You're right. you're grounded, and that it, it there. I understand what they're doing. It's not only the safety of the pilot, but the safety of us. Uh, you know, if they need to be evaluated and and whatnot, but this shit is real. Right. And and if whether it's again, we are talking about transparency here. Whether it's a flying jellyfish or whether it's a you know. The drone from China. We need to know these things. Yeah. And that's that's for the protection of us. And if they do see something that is defined as a UAP, they can't really put their finger on it. Maybe it's a new technology. Maybe it's threatening us, whatever it may be. Well, they need to report that. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Pavel also, um, this to me, this this was the main thing that like Ryan Graves was fighting for, right? Yeah. Yes. That's what I was going to say. And also, that's the main reason Ryan Graves went to Mexico with Jaime Maussan. Right. Yeah. They took him off guard with the bodies, but yeah. <laughs> honestly, you can think whatever you want about Maussan. He already passed, Mexico already passed a law that is very similar to this one in December. And Mexico is the first country in the world to pass a law like this. That, that's credit to Maussan, honestly. And again, you can think whatever you want about him. He's been uh, deceived th throughout his career with many stories that uh, people uh, don't think very highly of him, but he did this. And Ryan Graves uh, went to Mexico because he knew this was going to happen. 
And that's what Ryan Graves, Graves has been fighting for so many years, honestly. Great. And it's finally here. And he, kudos to him, man. Like, really. Well, but this is also why I say how important David Grush is to all this. Yeah. Because David Grush got this all out there in the forefront. I mean, look, the New York Times article, obviously, but then Grush coming forward has put this whole thing, people talking about it and people more so listening than, look, I still, and I'm sure all three of us, whenever we go, if we go to a party, the three of us, we're going to be in the minority of the people who are talking about this. Yeah. 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 But that will change. I feel in my heart of hearts that that's going to change, and yeah. eventually people are going like, I'm waiting for the comments to come in on this show going, oops, sorry, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought it was just you like really liking science fiction. Yeah, right? well, I, I think it, it's it's happening. I think that there is a, a kind of a, a shift in the narrative. I think that it's starting to get out there a little bit. I think that, that I know we don't believe necessarily that the aliens were shopping at the Gap in Miami. Right. Um, but you know, that to me represented a kind of, a, a a a movement where people were like, there's something more, there's something else, there's yeah. something. And, and people were jumping on it, in my opinion, a little too fervently saying that this is true. This is true. And believing certain right. things that may or may not be, but I, I, I feel it, maybe it's because I'm so into it now, mm -hmm. but I feel that there's something shifting, you know, and I, I watch my dad again, I bring him up, you know, kind of go, huh? Right, you know, and right. that's and that's a big part of it. Is if you are talking to somebody and see, you know, that Chuck Schumer was up right. there and standing in front of the Senate saying we need transparency. When I told my dad that, he was like, "What? That's what drives me crazy." Yeah, right. Because that, that that's the mainstream me, media. I get not so mad at that. That's that's the story that gets me the most. Because yeah. even if, and I said it many times over, even if you don't believe, if the network doesn't believe any of it. The fact that the Senate Majority Leader was up there talking about this—it's a story. It's the—that's the big it's, story. It's, it's the story. It's the story you lead with, and it was nowhere. It was nowhere because it's a distraction. Crazy, and that's and that's Crazy. my point is because that that didn't even make it into the news, right? You know, it, it was a passing kind of reference with certain things. You know, we have our the Hill, and we have certain places that we like to go where they focus on this stuff, but. For my father, who is so into politics and so into like current events and history, he was a history teacher before he mm -hmm. became a, a lawyer, you know, he digs this kind of stuff. For that to just go right over his right. head, you know, because he is old school. He picks up the paper from the, the front porch and he sits down and he reads it because the man doesn't know how what an email is. Mm -hmm. So he gets his news from the, the, the old school, if you will. Right. And it's, it's nowhere. Nowhere. And I'm and I'm hoping that's going to change, and that's why I also think that these new hearings, whenever the hell they're going to happen, because it seems to go and shift, Pavel. Uh, like you know, like the kind of news that comes out, right? There's like, there's last week, the last two weeks were really big when it came to the the jellyfish yeah. stuff, the stuff with the um, with you know, some of the senators. People kept saying oh, it was just Congress that went there, but it was it was there were some senators that went in there too. Um, and they, people keeps, those were, those are big, those are big stories. And then now you have this one where you're going to have now, it's like different, it, different sides of the story. Now you have the people that are coming out going, no, no, no. You know, they're trying to debunk it or saying that it's not true or trying to get back to that old kind of 1940s mentality. So what's, what's the next story? What's the, what do you, what is it? Is it footage? Pavel? Is it the announcement of, of a new hearing? Is it the Grush? 
um, opt-ed, like, what is it? What's the next big uh, thing, if you will, that's gonna that's gonna drop in the next couple of weeks? Next week, what, what do you think it is? I got into that exactly that with Dr. Gary Nolan on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the next big thing that's coming are the videos from the Soul Foundation. Which okay. Are, wow. He said he already had seven completely finished, but there was like this technical issue with the editing of the of the videos and the. Uh, the material itself that took him a while but he had some volunteers who helped him out and they're almost done that's what's coming next but also i it's important to, to tell people that uh there's a lot of people that hear about this and even if it's true though even if they think for a second it's true it's too much for them and they choose to just like go like no, that's too much. I yeah. don't. I don't even want to know. Right. About that. And and that's something mm -hmm. that we, uh, us, we need to change. It's like kind of our responsibility. All the content creators who are talking about this, they need to present the the information and the material in a digestible way. Right. People that doesn't spook people. Right. And that's why what we do is very important. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. But look, I, my, one of my favorite compliments that I've gotten is that people were, they, they like the approach that we're taking because I even saw, look, I saw some people who are just not, not fans of mine. And I saw someone say, look, I saw that this guy was doing, uh, doing the UAP discussion and I've never really liked his movie opinions or him, <laughs> but he seems pretty passionate, you know, talking about this stuff and i think it's important that he is great that's that's a win for me yeah uh, i don't need everybody to like me yeah. i need you to talk about this i need you to have a conversation about this and i need that's why i mentioned everybody here like if you're brand new and you're listening to it please be part of that conversation please hit that subscribe button so we can do this every single week um i want to move to i want to talk about this thing that's going on with cole hart and lou alizondo before we um, take off. But uh, Pavel, will you tell us exactly what happened with the Wikipedia pages? Yeah. So as we are talking right now, uh, Matt Ford at the Good Trouble show, he was doing a live uh, live stream about the whole thing, like the detailed explanation of what happened. So uh, it's not too, he's doing great work though. Uh, but essentially what happened is for many months already, there's this group of uh, editors on Wikipedia who are debunkers, who have created the pages of Lou Elizondo, the A-Tip program. They have taken all the awards from out of uh, Ross Coldheart's page mm -hmm. and essentially attempted to take credibility from them. Hmm. And actually, Matt Ford's program just started, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Mm, yeah. uh, and that's what it, a lot of people have been pointing at one specific debunker i'm not gonna name him honestly because i don't think it's a debunker who actually it. did this to the wikipedia pages yeah okay. beca and because it's it is not proven yet okay he's obviously denying everything but all the roads are pointing towards him okay and and, and i i did speak uh briefly to ross colthard about it and he, he was like yeah i know what's happening it uh people are telling me that uh, maybe i should uh sue them but we need more information right now and honestly if you trust what wikipedia says you can't be on this i mean wikipedia lacks credibility right because anybody because anybody yeah. can change it yeah and that's essentially what 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 has been happening and 
this uh, investigation from Matt Ford, I think it's going to open a lot of eyes to who actually is doing this. And yeah. I, I think people should watch that, too. I am going to watch it. And uh, What would be the motivation whenever, on that? Is the motivation that this guy is, is being paid off by somebody to do it or he like what's the motivation if it is indeed this I don't think debunker? I don't think he's the only one whoever it is I think they do work for a specific part of the government that doesn't want any of this out and it's it's on purpose like because they see people like Colcart or Lou who are over the target already and mm, yeah they are coming out with more information Colcart has been repeating it for months he's like the people I'm talking to and the information I have, it's impossible for this to not be true. And there's a lot of footage and a lot of things that need to be approved first before we show it. But I've seen stuff that it's it's going to blow people's minds. That's what Colhart is saying. Yeah. And yeah. Lou Elizondo already talked about a video of a triangular uh, craft that comes out of the water. Yeah. And they asked him how... Uh, how clear the image was and he was uh, verbatim he said you can see the skin of the craft hmm that's interesting which is and why but like that's isn't 4k but, all right but here's the thing so this is why this is where i get the same type of frustration that they meant they they mentioned right it's like well you you know we're gonna see one of these days we're gonna see the h the, the you know the 4k version of yeah. this but yet, every time you see a video, it's like the one I sent you of that pink ball flying in the sky. Right, it's right. like it's every single time, and it's like I feel the same way. It drives me nuts. It's like every yeah. video, it's like forty. Like even the one that I was going to show, and I'll play it. I'll just play it over the this when we're talking. Is that there was another one that that um that was in uh, San Diego. San Diego, yeah. And it's like you know, it's the same. It's just a, it's just a bright ball light moving forward in the sky, and it. And it's very similar to the thing that I saw in front of my house, and and I don't know, it could have been anything, but it's moving quick, it's moving, but it's always these types of videos. It's never, and it's it's never anything except that, and that's that's what you need in the next round. You need like somebody, yeah. somebody snuck a video that was working in the whether you know the, the Bob Lazar type people working on the thing. That's the one that I want to see. Yeah. That's the, I like there's somebody took those videos. Yeah. Somebody, you know, in the same way they've been working on a on a new uh, DC movie and you're like, "Oh, I got a shot of Superman's suit." And then it gets leaked. Leak the ships. Yeah. Leak the ships. Like Yeah. That's where that's where we're at at this point. So We need it. We yeah. need we need that that yes. kind of that shared experience. Something big. Something big, you know. We always kind of joke the Independence Day, you yes. know, kind Landing of craft, you know, st 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 hovering over you know something that everybody's there taking a picture right. because it's it is it it it's, it tends to always be that well, is it or isn't it? I don't know. And if it's it? not, it's someone like and again, I I feel that Lou Elizondo is very is is credible, but it's always someone like him going, "Oh man, you see what I got." Well, when are we going to see it? It's like the James Fox video, same to the when right. the, the Logan Paul one. It's right. like that video, if you see that video, when are we going to see it? That's that's what kind of always stops the conversation or gets the skeptics or the naysayers right. to go, we need first-hand accounts. That's one of them, you know, because some of the, you know, Senate hearings and whatnot are people with third, you right. know, hand accounts or I talk to somebody. It's like they want that first-hand account and we want something that is legit, clear, you know, and right. so that people go, ah, it's just a balloon. Well, yeah, you know? so Pavel, that was – in. 
the, the end of the year last year, like no, the end of 2023, November, December, we had that conversation. You know, we talked about it. I think we even talked about it the last time you were on the show about the how people were like, oh, wait until we, if, if when that bill was shot down or not shot down, but just watered down rather. Mm-hmm. That was then everybody, everyone's coming out and saying, oh, wait, now, now watch what happens. And Jeremy Corbell was like, okay, you, you, uh, you want to do it the hard way? We'll do it the hard way. And then the jellyfish video comes out and it causes conversation, but then it goes into the same thing of like, oh, that was balloons or right. that was this. It wasn't anything clear cut. It was like it was potentially a cool video, but it was nothing clear cut. Like those vid- to me, the oh, you want to do it the hard way. That's look at look at this. You can't deny what that is. Right. That's the hard way. What is that coming? You think ever? Uh, I do think that we have been getting like a slow drip of information. And the videos from 2017 were kind of like the first time it was acknowledged that they they were real. But yeah, you're right. They're too grainy. They It's impossible to yeah. tell if they actually are UFOs. But uh, we have come a long way in terms of information and whistleblowers. And that is what keeps me kind of hopeful, though. And another thing that's coming, though, I forgot. And we are going to talk to him. He already confirmed that he's going to come on this show. Uh, the James Fox documentary, it's called The Program. And he he released some pictures right outside one of Lockheed Martin's uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. And he is going to talk about the program. You, can, he, when did you, the, you confirmed James Fox? Yeah. He, oh, he's, he's In March, uh, he told me he's going to start talking to the press. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to schedule, we're, we're gonna schedule that Great. on this show. Great. Yeah, I've been trying to get him for a bit, so that'd be great to get. But yeah, I just think that that's the thing that's gonna you're gonna you you can you can't put Shunker Patrick's and the Shunker Patrick's of the world are gonna be able to do exactly what they did this week, because what it does do, by the way, is it does what I don't want to you know say that that has no impact because it has no p- impact on us, you know what Kirkpatrick's saying because we don't believe him. But the Riley's dads of the world right. and people like that who stumble upon this and don't know anything about Stern Kirkpatrick because nobody covers him and they just read this article that people were covering and then you see it and it says, oh, this guy ran that program and said there's nothing to see here. It's just a bunch of people getting excited about UFOs and stuff. And then that person sees it and they're reading their, their Sunday paper or, or pulling up the internet and going, oh, okay, it's, I'm having a cup of coffee reading it. Oh, this guy used to work for it and he was in charge of the UFO thing and says there's nothing there. So this is all just hoopla. Okay, I believe you. And then I don't think about it anymore. That, when we do the grainy footage and we do all that, that gives more merit to Sean Kirkpatrick and those people yep. to the regular people until... You can't. I so when I had DJ um, Woolridge on this show, I am waiting for the moment that I can text him and go, "Well, come on, what? Right. What, what? What? I mean, come on!" And him writing back and going, "Okay, yeah." That's what I'm waiting for. That moment is nowhere near yet. I don't think. I don't know. I wonder sometimes if it even will get. There. We could have right. right. We could have the most clear thing in the world, and you know, I, I think that there are certain people out there that just. Nah, that's not going right. to, you know, and yeah. that that's, it is a tall order to get through the stigma that has been plugged into this, this, this right. culture for years, yeah. you know, that this is just science fiction and fantasy, you know, and we have a lot of work to do on that. And 
I, I hope the day is soon that we can kind of, this is, it needs to be like, okay, clear, here's a clear shot with our trusted leaders and scientists coming together and saying, this is legit. Because right. there's going to be a right. lot of naysayers out there that can go, and especially in the world we live in, ah, this is probably CGI, or right. this is probably really great technology, or whatever. I, I believe that day will come, and Pavel, you said it, I, I do believe that we are making leaps and bounds. It just feels like they're baby steps right now. All right. Look, this was our show today. We had a good one. Talked about a lot of different things here today, and I, I wonder... Like, I feel like a lot of people who've been watching this show are going to be on the same page that, like, we really need to get to that next step. Yeah. We really need to find out when these hearings are going to be, who's going to be at them, what's the next side of it, how are you going to combat the secrecy? Like, it, the the grainy footage videos and things like that, let's say if you want, that's not going to move the needle. It's just going to make people go, Oh, okay, another ball of light. What could that be? Balloon. Balloon. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so what do you think comes next? I'm so curious for all of your comments out there, and I want to thank our um, our guests here today, starting with Pavel. Pavel, where can they find you if they want to go check out your channel? Yeah, um, thank you for having me again, yeah, guys. Man. It's been a really great experience uh, before I say anything. Uh, the Psychoactivo uh, podcast show just released a new episode today where if you are more interested in that consciousness aspect, uh, I do talk a lot about that with uh, my guests from today. And you can find me on Spotify and uh, and on on YouTube, uh, Psicoactivo Podcast. And on Twitter, I'm as Pavel Ibarrameda, just as you hear it. And I put it in, in the description as well, too. Um, Riley, where can they find you, buddy? At Riley Around on the internet, R-E-I-L-L-Y Around. See you there. And for me, obviously, you can find me Christian Harloff, but as I mentioned, that's the button right there. It is so important. If you stumbled upon this, you just found us, you watched all of it, and you haven't hit that button, be part of it, because that way you can watch us next week. And I don't necessarily need you to agree. I want to see the people who don't have a good conversation about it, obviously, but let's talk about it. Ask questions. That is the main focus of this show. Ask questions. What is going on? Why are we not being told everything, no matter what it is, even if it is balloons? Why is the Pentagon saying we don't talk about leaks? What is that? There's something more to that, guys, and we got to ask those questions. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for joining us on the show today. It is the big thing. It's UAP Tuesday, and we'll see you on the flip side. Again, you know, if you're part of Patreon, by the way, throw a comment and ask us a question about um, whatever it is, because Riley and I do an extra show on Patreon once a month, and we're doing it next week. So start asking your questions. And even if you're not a patron, throw your questions and ask us a question, and we'll answer it over there. So for Mark, Riley, and Pavel, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.